and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. Miller and Condon on a Thursday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. As uh, Trent Condon, myself, Ken Miller, with you for the next couple of hours, and we will talk sports uh, with you for the next 120 minutes or thereabouts. Uh, as we kind of escape from what's going on and come into this fantasy world of sports. Uh, and that's where we shall stay on the program this morning. Uh, coming up on the BMW of Des Moines guest list, college basketball is, it's under college basketball. High school, well, college basketball is underway too. It is. But high school basketball is about to uh, ratchet up tomorrow, uh, with, uh, KXNO's first broadcast, uh, Trent Condon and his, uh, color analyst for most of the Tuesdays and Fridays, pursuant to, of course, upon what else is going on on these airwaves, whether it be the Iowa State women or when the Iowa Wild return to the ice, which is, I think, what did I say, February 6th, somewhere mm-hmm. around there. And uh, we don't know what the situation is going to be with the Wolves. We, I did see last week, they're going inside a bubble. Did you see that? I did, yeah. Same thing in uh, down in Orlando, right? Same place uh, that the NBA bubble was? I or think so, At least yeah. Florida. I don't right. know if it was actually Orlando, but they're heading heading south, bubbling up and trying to get some games in that direction. I think I saw three G League teams are not going to Correct. be involved. It's not everyone. It's just saying same and likewise with the Wild. They won't have right. all the complimented teams in the AHL. There's been a bunch that uh, are not going to play. Anyways, uh, so when uh, there is an opportunity on Tuesdays and Fridays, Trent and a lot of times John Lamb will be calling the boys and girls high school action beginning tomorrow night. And you've got Southeast Polk Valley, yes. boy-girl doubleheader 615. Should be a couple of really good games. Uh, two of the better coaches you're going to see, well, across the board. And Tracy Daly at Southeast Polk on the girls' side, she has basically everybody but one player returning from the team that made a deep run a year ago. Mm-hmm. They're really good. Valley coach Segrist, though they're very young this season, he's always got a good squad. And then the boys' side should be really good, too. And like that Southeast Polk boys' side, who had been down for a little bit, but they're ratcheting back up in a big way. And Now save some of this stuff for yeah. 15 well, minutes. Well, and, and Windhorse at Valley. Yeah, Gotta right. give him a shout-out. You know, yeah. he's going to have a good team every single year. I'm looking forward to it. I've seen very little. I've popped on a couple of video feeds, watched a little CISN, a couple of the Johnston feeds the other night, but ready to get out there and call a little basketball. Yeah. My my favorite one to call on the radio is, is basketball. Yeah. Well, we look forward to you doing that. And so we want to give the uh, high school athletes a little publicity. We'll do 10 minutes with Trent and John Lamb on uh, what we can expect uh, this this coming season. Again, uh, ratchets up tomorrow with coverage on the radio. What will your schedule be like? Are you, I mean, I got to think you're cleared for the most part in January, every Tuesday in or what about the Iowa State women? They're Friday. Is there a Tuesday they play? There, they have a Tuesday, maybe Do a they? couple in there. I know. Uh, I think in a couple of Tuesdays they'll be out there. So we'll be on. I know for sure the next four Friday nights we will be on the air with a doubleheader with yep. both games, all um, Valley games. I'm assuming. Yep, might be some Tuesdays where it is. No, you're not. You didn't hear just, me. You're not all Valley that. games. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Stop. Right. I get that enough from the walkie. I, I know you do. That's I don't need why. you to be be adding to it. The Valley is on the schedule a couple of times. It's right next to my house. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Uh, Scott Young had a, uh, a milestone win uh, that I saw on Twitter. Somebody tweeted out, like, I, I don't remember the number. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Boy, he's been coaching a long time, hasn't yes, he? Has. Jeez. Speaking he's of great state coaches. Ch- yeah, it really has been. Okay, so we'll do some high school coming up here in about 15 minutes. We'll do 10 minutes on that. I thought we were going to give our friend Dave Sinekin, who covers the Packers, and Nick Athen, who covers the Chiefs, the week off, since none of those teams are playing. But the deeper I start to get into these playoffs, and I can't wait for one. I just yeah. cannot wait for Wild Card Weekend. Uh, and we get a little um, a little more than we're, we're used to. Instead of two games Saturday, two games Sunday, as everybody's aware, there are three each one of those days. So I wanted to pick Dave's brain on, um, you know, who potentially might be the worst opponent to show up at Lambeau Field when the divisional round uh, gets underway next weekend. I think it's Tampa Bay. I mean, I think the Packer fans have to be out openly cheering for the Rams to knock off the Seahawks or uh, the Bears to knock off uh, the New Orleans Saints because, I mean, I, I don't think I don't think the football team has a prayer. Not far, a I don't think. I, I think that it's with absolute confidence you can lay the eight and a half, and Tampa's going to pummel them. You do. I do, and I that like defense, that defensive front. I do, Trent. But how are they going to score? Well, that's the problem because Tampa's pretty good in their own. And way. Alex Smith might not start. Right, and then it goes even deeper. Whoa. Then yeah. they're in deep water. They're not going to have ten play eighty five yard drives, right? No, no. Great point. If so they you get behind. Good you luck. cross that right, yeah. and that's that's a game where the live betting side. I might get involved. Uh, I think you'll be able to tell this one pretty early you know, how it's going to play out. You know, I never – so I, I signed up, right? Um, yeah. I, before I was using my wife's. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I signed up, and I don't know – is there live betting? Because I, I can't get it on my phone. Yeah, you I can't. No, I'm sure I can, but I can't. If you you know just couldn't I mean. figure it I out. I can't figure it out, so I'm, so I'm on my desktop. Okay. But live betting's got to be – it's oh, not, yeah. So i got I got to explore it a little bit more. Um, got some free bets going? No, I didn't. I, I wasn't able to take advantage of the KXNO. Oh, no. No, the promotion, because I apparently have to opt in prior to. Yes. And, of course, technology's not my friend. You'll um, get there. Yeah, I know it. I'm pretty proud of myself that I'm getting as far as I can. But anyways, the answer is no. So, um, But maybe this live betting is, is, is something I need to explore more. We started it um, in... We were one of the first offered in Vegas. It was crazy because no one knew what it was at the time. It was so popular in Europe. Oh, right. But then when it came over here, it was kind of slow in the beginning uh slow to take off but it certainly is um you know raging right now so uh then we'll talk to dave syndicate on the packers and likewise nick athen on the chiefs nick will say he doesn't fear anybody yes. <laughs> he said that all season we long. know that i don't know though trent i mean watching this Chiefs buffalo team, you're not you're not nervous i would about be buffalo? yes i think they're, i think they're going to represent the afc I, I really do buffalo comes stomping in after throttling the colts mm-hmm. beating whoever else it is in the divisional round and say the chiefs just they win Maybe another comeback victory, thirty-one twenty-seven. You're, oh, we're fine. Yeah, no, Come they're on. not. Look, the, the the Bills have a difficult matchup right off the bat. There's some good AFC action this weekend. There's some good AFC action. I I don't think of the two conferences. I think the seed is more likely to hold in the NFC as opposed to the AFC. Because I could make, I think you can make a case. I think the Colts are going to give Buffalo a scare right off the bat. I am with you. And I hope that Buffalo wins because I think they'll be better for it. Mm -hmm. Because they they got that one out of the way. Baltimore-Tennessee is a coin flip. Yes. Were you surprised by that number, Baltimore being favored by that much in Tennessee? Because I was. Yeah. You know how I do my guessing and then kind of see how it matches up Uh there? And I had... Tennessee favored by a point and a half. Hmm. It's pretty rare, especially for a playoff game, yep. that I'm off by that much. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, they're favored, but 
over a field goal? Yeah, no, I'm surprised too. This is We've seen Baltimore in the playoffs, right? <laughs> you don't have to, well, that's the knock on Lamar Jackson. And it is. I'm sure Nick will remind us of that as well, as yeah. he does when we bring up the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, and the other game, and I'm disappointed that Cleveland's going through the issues that they are. I, like, It's not that I hate the Steelers. I don't. I, I'm, look, how can you hate Mike Tomlin, right? I mean, you got to respect for what he's yes. done. For the organization, the the lack of coaches that they've had, the, the continuity that they've had there. Um, Noel? Right. To the chin, right. to the yeah, to, to coward, to, yeah, absolutely. So I thought Cleveland really good runs, kind of like Green Bay quarterbacks. Uh-huh. Um, I thought Baltimore. I thought Baltimore. I thought the Browns had a chance to beat Pittsburgh, and I was kind of hoping that that was the case because what's wrong with new blood? Mm-hmm. And there's a there's a long starving fan base, uh, if there ever was one. I don't have to remind people that they got their team ripped away from them, and as a fan of a team that was ripped away from a from a market. I kind of know what that Cleveland fans were going through. Uh, at least they had basketball as bad as it was. At least they had baseball as bad as it was to kind of fall Winnipeg did on. not have No, nothing, Trent. Not a damn thing. There's nothing up there. It is the... I, I don't know how anybody lives there. Anyways. You so did. I did for a long time. Your family did. Educators, they're still there. Um, they don't have options. <laughs> Anyways. Well, my 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 sister and her uh, and her husband they lived in the states for. He was a pilot for at the time. Um, what was North, before North, Eastern Airlines and then Northwest, which became Delta. So they okay. they lived in Burnsville, yeah. Burnsville, um, and then went back. And then went back, and he, he flies to work. So I'm taking it you're not going to get a uh, a retirement place back up in Winnipeg, is what you're saying? No, no. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, I don't. Well, I'll probably go again. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I'm certainly it's not. I got to get up there. It's the, the only time to go seriously. I don't know how we got here, but here we are. Here we are. Um, the Browns getting pulled out. Right. June, July, and particular June is really nice. And if you if you want to go fishing, if you have a, a trip to Canadian Lake, you want to go f- catch some big walleye or some northerns uh, or some muskie or whatever's on that bucket list. If you love to fish. Uh, there's your place, and June is the best time by June. a mile. By okay. a mile, because, so we'll be there for the Stanley Cup Finals one yeah, year. Yeah, wouldn't that be something? But the because the ice stays on the lakes until like the middle of May, hot, and <laughs> that the, sounds terrible. It's, it's awful. And then hour long weekend, the Victoria Day is the weekend before Memorial Day, uh-huh. and the ice has just come off the lake. But everybody that has a cabin, and there's a lot of people have cabins are at their cabins and are in the water. It's got to be freezing. It's absolutely ice cold, but that's what we do. Giblets up in your throat. <laughs> yeah, they are. It's a uh, cold jump in the water. So back to Cleveland. And I apologize for t- taking us on a that's uh, all right. National I Geographic enjoy those from time excursion. To time. Um, do you give Cleveland a chance now? I want to. Now, the other part, and... Probably going into this before, obviously, everything came up with Stefanski and the rest of the people that'll be out, is just the history. And every time Cleveland at least feels like, maybe they're decent, or they're on a little bit of a run. There's the drive, or there's the fumble. And for them in the division, there's the Steelers. And now there is, yeah. Well, there always been, but yeah. And it felt like this was going to be, boy, you can make a case for Cleveland, you Mm want to have Cleveland, Mm -hmm. you want to have this underdog to root for. And then they run into Cleveland, they lose 28-10. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what it was feeling for me. Now, every year there's that 
nobody believes in this team, right? In the NFL playoffs, mm-hmm. there's always a team that wins a game in this opening wildcard round. Was nobody, it Tennessee last year? It was. Yeah. Nobody gave us a shot. Nobody believed. We beat the MVP. That's what it was a year ago. And you see these happen. Could it be Cleveland? And then have the Chiefs on the run. I want, I'd love to see it, Trent. Um, could it be Cleveland? See, the one is the one that you mentioned that I'm pointing to the most, and that's the Colts. Yeah. Because there is not many people nationally giving no. the Colts a chance, and no. I'm with you. Jonathan Taylor, eight weeks, nine weeks, ten weeks into the season, looked like he was going to be a bust. Mm-hmm. He was bad. Mm-hmm. Behind a pretty good offensive line. Yep. Look at what he's done over the last six, seven weeks. He has become an excellent running back. Third in the NFL in rushing this year. Now, health is also part of that. You play 16 games, you're going to be out there. He's been a big difference maker. I don't love Phil Rivers, but... This could be his final game. This probably is his final run. Would you be surprised if this no! thing... If some of those Josh Allen things that we saw early in his career crop no. up all of a sudden in a no, playoff game... I wouldn't. I absolutely Against a wouldn't. good Colts defense? Yes. And bo- it's it's 2017. I know. No, I'm 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 worried for the Bills this weekend. Here's the here's the question for Nick Athen. Uh, who's he rooting for? Is he rooting for the Bills to beat the Colts? I would think so. Mm-hmm. Is he rooting for the Steelers to beat the Browns? Maybe not. But I got to think he's rooting for Tennessee to knock off Baltimore. You don't want to see one of these, and that's who you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think you want to see the Colts march into Arrowhead Stadium next week. And I they will if the Colts they will, win. Absolutely, that is who they get, regardless yes. of of the other ones. Right. You want to see, I think, Cleveland the most. That'd probably be at the top of the mm-hmm. list. Yep. Second. Would the Colts be second on that list? Uh, Colts or Baltimore? I don't know, Trent. I think I think that you want to see the Browns. You want to see the Colts. One of those. Mm-hmm. Colts, Colts would be a tough out. All right, we're going to talk high school basketball. Don't think I got rid of the, not rid of, through the rest of the BMW Des Moines guest list. At Wednesday, our, our, at 11 o'clock, rather, our friend... Wade Looking Bill will join us. Hawks have a date in Maryland tonight. It's a 6 o'clock tip. Uh, we'll preview it with our friend Wade Looking Bill. And then we're going to head to Vegas. Chris Andrews from the South Point will take a closer look at those wild card games from a gambling perspective with a long time, decades. How long has he been doing this? 40-something years setting yeah. lines? I think he moved to Vegas from Pittsburgh in 77, Late 70s. 78. Yeah. Have you, uh, i got to get you his I've book. I've not read his book. I it's it's on my shelf and actually I thought of that because Jack grabbed it off the shelf. It's also in the toy He's room. He's reading it now. I know. Yeah. <laughs> he was trying to rip it, so I had to get it away from him. But I, I thought, I wonder if Ken's read this. I yet. have not. I would like to read it. It's really really entertaining. I'll bring that in. You, there you go. There's a weekend read for you coming up this weekend. Gotcha. In between plays in you the NFL what? game. Yeah, I mean, no, well, maybe we'll save it for a championship weekend with that with that one weekend that's that weekend when there's no damn football. Um, so that's the BMW Des Moines guest list. That's what's coming up on the program. Just real quick before we give you the keyword, it, it was tough to watch sports last night. Let's be honest. Yeah. And, and I um, I was trying to get into the Minnesota Michigan game, but history was unfolding. Um, on TV, and, and I spent more time there than I thought that I would. Maybe I'm wrong on Michigan. Maybe I'm underestimating Michigan. Because when I brought them up a couple of times. and I watched Michigan-Maryland on, on New Year's Eve and mm-hmm. thought, eh. They're okay. They're, yeah, they're, but they're not as good as Iowa, and they're not as good as Illinois. Wagner and, is special. Wagner is special. You know who else maybe I was? Dickinson is You were called him a stiff He is a stiff. But you know what he is? <laughs> 
He's fundamentally sound. Yes, he is. He knows where to go. He knows what to do. Footwork. He, yeah, he knows his role. And I can't wait to watch him because last night he just, I mean, it was not a good night for Liam Robbins. No. And today won't be a good day watching the tape back from what uh, transpired last night in Ann Arbor. But this Dickinson kid, he's a true freshman. He's seven foot one. He had 28 last night. Seldom misses. But, you know, when you're seven foot one and you're taking those shots from under the basket... He doesn't shoot threes at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the difference, one of the differences between him and Garza. Garza will knock down a three. Dickinson doesn't even try. He knows his limitations. He's fundamentally brilliant uh, with what his role is. And when they're getting him the ball, uh, as they were last night, when Smith's feeding him the ball, when, uh, you know, and, and he was terrific last night, uh, Wagner's pick and rolling with him or whoever is, uh, they're good. And Iowa doesn't play them, Trent, until the second last game of the regular season. Hmm. What is up with that? I mean, Michigan and Iowa don't play until uh, March the 4th. March 4th. So here's the final, and we talked about this a long time ago, but here's Uh a little refresher course for you. Here's the final six for Iowa, starting on the 10th of February, so about a month from now. uh, They will host Rutgers. We saw what happened um, at the rack. Probably won't be as competitive because Rutgers is on the road. But then Iowa goes to Spartyville, to Wisconsin, Home to Penn State, maybe a breather, to Columbus, to Ann Arbor, home to Wisconsin. That's the final eight games for the Hawkeyes. Wisconsin twice in there. You get them home and away. Wisconsin twice in five games. You have to go to the house of horror that is the Breslin Center. Spartyville, yep. Ohio State, Michigan, two places not exactly easy to play. No. That's how it ends up. That's 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 the final eight games. And full circle... That's what makes tonight's game important. Yes. yes. You have to bank right. these kind of road right. victories. Like Christmas night in Minnesota. And that was the frustrating yep. part. We talked about it when we came back after Christmas break. You know what? Let's talk about because we're going to get behind. Yeah. Let's talk more about Us? this with Lady yeah, with Looking Bill at 1105 because I do want to eight or ten minutes on high school uh, basketball. Boys and girls, they deserve the publicity and they're going to get it next. Miller and Condon will give you the keyword as it's time for another $1,000 slam dunk. An appropriate keyword for today, too. Text the keyword HOPE to 200-200. It's your chance to win $1,000. HOPE to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. All right, John Lamb will uh, join Trent and I. We'll talk, uh, well, Trent and John will talk a lot of high school basketball. I'll do some learning. Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO106. Coverage match limited by state law. Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Dave Sinekin on the NFC, Nick Athen on the AFC from the number one seeds perspective coming up here all in about 10 minutes or so. We'll get Sinekin in here to begin with. But right now, as we've said, high school basketball beginning, well, we're underway, but it really begins on KXNO, and we'll do so tomorrow. Uh, there can be a lot of games on Friday nights, a lot of games aired on Tuesday nights. Trent Condon will be doing the play-by-play in a lot of nights from Beyond Ball. Uh, John Lamb is going to be his color analyst, so John and Trent are going to give us a a look inside. I've got maybe a couple of questions, Trent, and I'll turn it over to you. But John, mm-hmm. good to uh, good to speak with you, John Lamb. How are you? 
Oh, I'm doing well, doing well, gentlemen. I uh, appreciate the opportunity here. It's great to be talking about hoops and kids playing sports, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, indeed it is. No doubt about that. Uh, it was great to see them get through the baseball season as they did, and likewise uh, football and volleyball in the fall sports uh, to the extent that uh, the schools uh, were allowed to play. But, John, let's, uh, you know, I'm, I have a soft spot for the city schools. Uh, speaking of, of football, it was disappointing that, you know, that they couldn't have their, uh, their, their sport, uh, make it through the entire schedule as, as we know. What about city schools? What, give me, give me some, a uh, couple of the, of the city schools that you might think of maybe turning the corner. Maybe their arrow is pointing up. East has a new coach, dot, dot, dot. Uh, city schools, boys and girls. Give me some of the uh, teams that yeah. you think maybe will have some, a decent, uh, a decent, uh, campaign. I have a soft spot there as well, uh, Ken, and, and two, two come to mind on the boys' side. The Hoover Huskies with uh, Coach Henderson's son, Chase, uh, Elijah Voss, Kirgu, uh, Chevelle, Rosetta. Like, they they have some good talent, good size. Um, and then Lincoln as well would be a really good school who um, will be at the top of the Metro when the, when the whole thing sh- shakes out. And uh, from the girls' side, it definitely has to do with Roosevelt Rough Riders. They are loaded. They have to have probably some of the best talent in our entire state, regardless of level, wow. conference, division. Um, so that that those two schools um, definitely are, are going to set themselves apart. Uh, with Coach Ryan getting a new job, I know he's going to turn that thing around. Um, you know, Taylor at North, those guys get after it. They do a really, really good job. And um, you know, Adam Daly, he's he's second year at the helm and. He's around um, day by day. John, uh, there's so much talent, and the city schools, you mentioned some of those names, some up-and-comers coming up there. We saw North's run. We've seen, you mentioned Courtney Henderson, just the job he does at Hoover. I want to ask you about maybe some young guys, some guys that are coming up through the ranks that you work with at the AU level and getting them ready for the high school level. We know some of the top-ranked guys. We know Peyton Sanford over at Waukee and Omaha Baloo and some of those names like that. Who's the next crop of guys? Is there a name or two we should be looking at, the next national recruit from the state of Iowa, from central Iowa? Yeah, absolutely. One name that just just comes Straight to the forefront would be Drew Kingley from Indianola. He's a six-four guard, shifty, moves, shoots it, playmaker, athletic. I mean, he gets on the rim, plays above the rim defensively. He's tenacious. He is going to be a star. He's in that 2023 class, that very talented 2023 class. And then uh, a freshman that you'll hear a lot about would be Leo Aguirre. He's about six-five, lefty from Ankeny Centennial, um, strong kid. It goes to the rim. You shoot it. 17 feet in, um, a, a, a growing, a budding athleticism is, is coming through as he's developing muscles he didn't really have and build at the, you know, the school weight program, and, and he is going to be, I think, more often than not, one of their leading scorers every night and going to have a really, really good season from a, from a young pup. Talking to John Lamb right now, Beyond Ball and Handle University, getting ready for the high school basketball season that begins for us on KXNO tomorrow night. I want to jump also from there and just talk about what you see on a day-to-day basis inside the state. You're a guy from the state of Iowa, from Indianola. You went and played D1 basketball. But it seems like there's more and more of the prospects. Is it just a case of, with the AAU circuit, more people being able to be seen from the state of Iowa? Or has the talent really increased inside the state, say, that much more over the last four, five, six years? 
You know, I have a unique opinion on this. I think the problem has always been here, and and I think with um, more and more leaders and, and people in the basketball community taking their time and, and investing in the young people, whether it be rides, the tournaments, or practices, or rebounding, or anything, I think that mixed with um, the the increased exposure and the, the avenues in which you can be um, seen and recruited, and then you know, so many, you know, like myself, I. I have a phone full of college college contacts and, and college coaching contacts and it's it's one of the things where we we want to put other people on a on a on a better train or we want to make them better and we really do believe um the basketball leaders in, in the state have done a great job. You know, I'm talking about all Iowa Tech and the Jensen, talking about, you know, the Iowa Barnstormers, um, you know, the Kingdom Hoops, uh, you know, so many reporting the boys and girls. Going to be a fun season, no doubt. Number one in both the girls' poll and the boys' poll is Waukee. Take you to the boys. Are they really? Yeah. The Warriors got it going on. How big is the gap between Waukee and everybody else in 4E? Is it significant, or do you think there's a number of teams that could upset them and bring home the hard work on March? I don't think there's a number of teams um, in our state. I think there there's potentially a few teams in our state um, that could, but they're really good. You know, but at, at, at the same time, um, you know, we play in a state that doesn't have a shot clock. We play in a state where, um, you know, you have different ways to win basketball games. Um, and we play in a state with a lot of big kids. And, and, you know, the truth is in that 4A top tier, almost all those those groups are about the same size, 6'9", 6'8", 6'7", 6'6", 6'5", you know, and, and, and we forget that as, as good as Waukee is, and they are good. They are by far the best team I've seen so far. Um, but, you know, they have to show up and they have to pay rent every day. They've got to work and they got to get better. John, uh, we'll be listening to you and Trent a whole bunch uh, on Tuesdays and Friday nights. So you will join uh, Trent Condon when your schedule allows uh, as we uh, launch uh, high school basketball here on KXNO. John, thank you. Thank you, gentlemen. Have a blessed day. Yeah, you do the same. John Lamb uh, joining us beyond ball as we take a quick look at, wow, Waukee's going to have a hell of a year potentially, one. right? 5A for girls, 4A for Jeez. boys, and they are stacked on both sides. Uh, I looked it up when you guys were talking. Uh, Scott DeYoung, win number 650 650? This, past, 650 this past weekend. Of course, with the Hawks, when it was just uh-huh. one school, and now it's Centennial. I, I remember uh, that first championship, the Centennial, calling that game and looking across. and He's got a, kind of got that gruff kind of look to him, but then when the smile comes across and you see that after a championship like it did, it just lights it up. And those girls watching his teams going back to the Hawkett days, and now it's Centennial. Boy, they play hard every single time for him. That's a lot of wins. Jeez, six fifty. <laughs> uh, we'll talk to uh, Dave Sinekin. He'll lead off our uh, one seed conversations. Dave Sinekin and Nick Athen, Miller and Condon, till noon. Des Moines Sports Station, fourteen sixty KX and Owen One Company and Affiliates. Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO 106.3 FM. Didn't plan on doing this, but the way the playoffs have unfolded, we thought, you know, we'll probably do a need to do a hit with Dave Sinekin, who covers the NFC's number one seed for us, the Green Bay Packers, and likewise with Nick Athen coming up here in about, oh, six or seven minutes with the AFC's number one seed, the Kansas City Chiefs. Hello, Dave Sinekin. How are you? Hey, Ken, Trent. Uh, it's great. It's nice to have a bye week. Sit back, watch the football this weekend, and uh, 
keep the blood pressure at a nice even rate. <laughs> it really is to have that. Uh, I agree with you. I remember those days. Been a long time. Well, not that long since the Broncos were in that spot. But way I'm way. Yeah, I am with you. Uh, so, so is it, is it, is the way it unfolds, I have to think, Dave, that that you and Packer fans are. Hoping for the Bears are hoping for the Rams because we saw Tampa Bay. Not that that means it's going to happen again. I get it, but Tampa Bay really had Green Bay's uh, number that particular day. Um, was that the worst matchup in in the divisional round that you could see? Is is Tampa Bay to make their way to Lambeau Field? It's probably the team I would least like to face. But you know, the one team you didn't mention I'm rooting for is also Washington. And I'll be honest, yeah. The three underdogs this weekend, I give Washington the best chance to spring the upset. I Do you? I just think they are they are built to uh, make things difficult for Tom Brady with that pass rush. And uh, I think Tampa, without their linebacker, Devin White, is missing a big piece of that defense. And I'm not calling for the upset, but I wouldn't be shocked. And I, I certainly would take the points. I I think Washington's going to give Tom Brady and the Bucks all they can handle. Isn't that something? Because I saw it entirely different. Because Alex Smith may not play. Is that what you're hearing? Well, I guess I'm, I'm certainly going to assume that Alex Smith is going to play and, yeah. and Gibson and McLaurin and all those pieces. Yep. And if he's not, that changes everything. But, I mean, back to Tampa Bay, you know, certainly of, of the three Hall of Fame quarterbacks that might make their way to Lambeau next weekend, mm. Brady's the last one I want to face <laughs> because that team knows they can beat Green Bay. The game went kind of wonky. The pack was up early and then two interceptions by Rodgers and everything turned around. I, I think the team would love another chance at him. Uh, but I'm not necessarily looking forward to it. We do know if the Bears do spring the upset against the Saints, that will be the opponent for the Packers. Love to see it again. Uh, right. The Bears played well for almost three quarters of the game. It got away late, but they didn't play perfect, but they played pretty well. What would be a concern? Another rematch, seeing for the second consecutive game for the Packers, seeing the Bears, what would concern you if that game would pop up again? Zero. <laughs> really. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, yeah. I mean, I'm not worried about the Chicago Bears. They they had the right game plan, and that was mm-hmm. trying to control the clock. Yeah. You know, give it to David Montgomery. He's going to get you three or four yards every time. Mitch is going to escape the pocket and get off to commit, or you know, somebody short, and just try to dink and dunk your way down the field. But they're not good enough to put 70, 80 yard drives together. They're going to commit a penalty. They're, Mitch is going to throw in the wrong way. Um, and, you know, if, if Marquez Valdez-Scanlon doesn't drop an really? easy touchdown in the early third quarter, that game is on ice early. And so you need a couple mistakes against Green Bay if you're the Bears. But, no, that that actually is the team I'd most like to face, even though you normally don't want to play a division team three times. Uh, I would take my chances. You ask me who do you want to see most, give me the Bears, please. Yeah. You know, as, as a football fan, uh, I would like to see that game. I'm not sure it would, would be close, but there's something about the Bears and the Packers playing on the same field. Uh, back to Ari, as we know, I mean, just a huge blow and, and just awful, well, it's awful timing any any time that a guy of his ilk goes down. What did you think of Billy Turner? What do you think of Billy Turner at the left tackle? I think he's been one of the most biggest surprises for the Packers this season because he was kind of seen after last season as the one free agent that was kind of a myth for the money they paid. He was okay at right guard, but he graded out lowest of the five Packers linemen in 2019, and now they were asking him to kick out to play right tackle to start the season, and that was really the biggest question mark. How do the Packers replace Brian Bulaga and is Billy Turner up to the challenge? And he's been terrific, whether it's been a right guard, right tackle, and now he's the left tackle. I think it's really impressive what he's been able to do. And, yeah, the Bears' pass rush is not what it's been of late, so maybe it wasn't the, the toughest test that he might face, 
But uh, that was a non-issue. And Ricky Wagner stepping in at right tackle has maybe been the second most pleasant surprise of this season. I just think I had lots of questions about the right side of Green Bay's offensive line, and this line has been as good as any in football this season. And, and Turner seamlessly moved over to left tackle. He's done it a couple times because Bacciari missed three games during the season. So he's gotten his feet wet. Uh, so now I don't really have a whole lot of issues. Now, you know, you get a big, tough pass rush over that left tackle. Green Bay is going to give him a lot of help. But uh, he really stepped up in a tough spot, and I, uh, I certainly like what I saw. All right, a couple of offensive questions for you, Dave. First, okay. now it feels like three running backs that you feel pretty confident in. Do you anticipate we're going to see some more sets with at least two of those guys on the field together? And then secondly, this is a kid that I called a ton of his high school games, Dominic Daphne Jeez, from West Boyd Valley. He was a special teams player at the University of Iowa, went and played a year at Indiana State in his uh, grad season before bouncing around. I'll be honest, I thought there was no shot that guy was going to be somebody catching NFL touchdowns and who it is. So running backs and Daphne, your thoughts? Well, it's a great story. and It's interesting that Robert Tunyon came from Indiana State as well. So they have a nice mm. little pipeline following guys and having to play different positions because Tunyon was a quarterback. Um, yeah, this is a, kind of, a guy that kind of slipped under the radar this season and got his chance the last few weeks and has really made the most of it. You know, Green Bay's had a hard time. Um, you know, Jay Sternberger's been off the field with a concussion. They lost their number th- uh, three pick last year, Josiah DeGuara, to a torn ACL. And they like having that that third tight end because Mercedes Lewis is really good for what he does, but mm-hmm. he can't move very well anymore. So Daphne's gotten a chance, and he's shown it both as a receiver getting his first touchdown and really on special teams. He delivered a hit on Cordero Patterson that I think he's still feeling uh, today. So uh, it's a really nice story, and I think there are going to be more opportunities. I think he became the 11th or 12th guy to catch a touchdown pass from Rodgers this season, and they're going to try to show whoever they play next weekend some different looks uh, different people are going to be put in spots that you haven't seen, and I think there's a real opportunity that he's going to make a name for himself the next couple of weeks. So bring on the Bears when we talk to you next week. You'd like us to be dis- we you'd like us to be previewing Packers and the Bears. Uh, I'll take it. I-, I like the fact that we're going to preview in a Packer game where they're yeah, playing at Lambeau Field and maybe with some fans on hand. So you know what? I don't really fear anybody this season. I feared San Francisco last year. Don't really fear anybody in the NFC this year. And you were right to do so. Dave Senek in theheadcheese.com is where you can read Dave's Packer blog, theheadcheese.com, and he will join us next week. Thank you, Dave. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. Yeah, you do the same. Dave Senek in. That's the number one seed in the NFC. Now let's hear from the number one seed in the AFC. Nick Athen helps us out with the Kansas City Chiefs. PrimetimeSportsTalk.com is where you can read a whole bunch of stuff on a whole bunch of different sports. PrimetimeSportsTalk.com. And Nick joins us. Nick, Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. So same question to you as we asked uh, to Dave Sinekin. What team uh, do you want to see make their way to Arrowhead Stadium next Ooh. week? What underdog, I guess, will you be rooting for uh, this wild card weekend that you'd like to see at Arrowhead next weekend? I am going to give it to Philip Rivers and the Indianapolis Colts. You want the real, I, okay? I want I want Rivers one more time just to be humiliated in Kansas City <laughs> <laughs> by a non-Bob Sutton defense. Yeah, the so AFC I, rivalry. I I will definitely be looking forward to that. I, I listen. I think I think these playoffs are going to be crazy. I think that I think the only team the Packers need to fear are the Chiefs. I think both teams; those are the only two teams that need to fear is one another. Mm-hmm. You know, heading into Super Bowl, next Super Bowl. But um, I just like the Colts. I, I love the way they're running the football. 
I like the Wiley veteran going up against the kid. Um, you know, 6,000 fans in Buffalo isn't going to make a whole big a difference as far as noise goes. Um, I think there's a blueprint to beat the Bills. I think the Bills have beat up on some really bad football teams. And I, I think they're a year or two away still. They have to have that signature win in the postseason, kind of like what Patrick Mahomes had to have against, ironically, the Colts. And I think what would ultimately was Andrew Luck's last football game. So I think definitely that's the team that I'd like to see the most come into Kansas City. So during this bye week, what is the anticipation? What are the Chiefs doing? What are they working at outside of the standard healing up and getting ready for a game? Yeah, that's the biggest thing. They've they've had some virtual meetings this week. They're going to get, I think, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off. Be back in Monday, do their COVID test. You know, and obviously by then they're going to know who their opponent is, um, and they're going to and they're going to get ready. I mean, I think I think they need to heal. I think they need to rest. I think the mental fortitude that this team had during this regular season, which was so crazy with COVID, which was just all these unknowns, not knowing if this game's going to be changed this week, if they're even going to play every week, and the fact that there's a Super Bowl champs, they got everybody's best in every single game they played this year. They had nobody that didn't give them their best in 16 games. That's, that, that's pretty remarkable if you think about it. Um, every team went at, went at them full speed, and, and they beat them all but one not counting the last game, of course, right. where they didn't have the starters. But still, um, I, think it's the, I think it's the mental grind. Okay, it's the postseason now. You kind of grinded through the regular season. You didn't play your best football. This team has still not played a good two full quarters of football this entire year uh, back-to-back. And if that ever happens, that's, that's going to be scary, especially if it becomes three or four. But um, just get healthy. You know, Get Clyde Edwards-Hilaire hopefully ready to go. Um, you know, the walking wounded that they have, get past my home's body a break. I mean, he has taken a beating mm-hmm. over the last month. Um, so that that's all I want this team to do is just get rested, get focused. They've been there, done that. They know what they have to do to win another Super Bowl. They know what the playoffs are about. They've gone through every possible scenario, and, and they're going to be ready. Uh, Nick, last thing for you, and we'll, obviously we'll be with us next week. We'll do a good long preview of uh, of the opponent. Um I, I just uh, Cleveland scary a little bit. I, well, I mean, the, if they get it done, that's you had to have to right. be Pittsburgh. Yeah. But would you, they scare you they, a little bit? They scare me a little bit. I mean, they're going to be handicapped if, if they are. He isn't going to be able to coach this week, which it doesn't sound like he's going to be able to. Again, I don't know why they don't allow mobile. Mm-hmm. You know, have him put him in his house and a headset and a monitor, mm-hmm. and you know, let him call do some it. plays or coach. But I, I, listen, they would scare me if. If I trusted Baker a little bit more, they can run the football, um, man. And I and they do run the football, but they've also had some teams that have stopped the run against them relatively easy. That's that's the part that bothers me. I'm 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 fine with Kareem Hunt coming back to Kansas City and you know the, his revenge tour, which he's got no one to blame but himself. Uh, but at the end of the day, Cleveland scares me a little bit. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll give you this: Cleveland scares me more than the Ravens scare me. Okay. How's that? Yep. Ravens, Ravens ran the ball. I was against Cincinnati last week. Yeah, I know you're not a Lamar Jackson big spot guy, and he hasn't proved it so far. Uh, go ahead, right. Trent. He's got a chance to do it on the road, though, this week against Tennessee. Uh, be enemy. It's anticipated he's going to get a job, whatever job that turns out to be. What he's interviewed, I think, for five of them at this point. Do they just go internal? Is it Mike Kafka who takes over the passing game coordinator? Is it what Reed has done in the past? Lose a coordinator? Just bring somebody in internally. Is that what you'd anticipated happen? Yeah, I think the enemy is going to the Falcons. I, 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 I'm not going to say it's a done deal. 
I would be shocked if that's not if that's where he does not go. Uh, it's the best job. It's the best ownership structure. Maybe next to San Diego, I can't see him coaching in the division against Andy Reid. Um, but yeah, Casca probably will be the offensive coordinator, though. He will get, um, you know, the, they tried to hire him as an offensive coordinator with the Eagles last year, and, and the Chiefs stopped it. So I think he's next in line. I think it'll be a good thing for the Chiefs too. I think I think Andy, it's always good to change coordinators after four or five years, get some fresh ideas in there. He's got a terrific coaching staff. Uh, but I think Kafka will be a terrific offensive coordinator, um, and he'll be the next guy that Andy Grooms will be a head coach in the next three or four years. Uh, Nick Athen, primetimesportstalk.com. We shall see. Uh, who? So prediction-wise, who's coming to Arrowhead? Yep. Uh, I'm going to say the – my heart says the Colts of the Tennessee Titans say probably realistically. They're charmed. After that went last weekend, I and, and that running back, yeah. um, and a really good. I think they're due for some first round success. I think they're going to beat the Ravens. Um, I, I think they're coming to Kansas City. I think it's going to be one versus four and two versus three. I think those four teams are the class of the NFL mm. on the AFC side. Nick Athen, primetime sports talk.com. Nick, thank you. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. I appreciate, appreciate it. you. I appreciate you coming on. Fourteen and two for the Chiefs. You're Eric Bieniemy, or he gives you a call. Ken Miller, I need I res- your help. I respect your opinion. What job are you taking? He has his pick, right? I mean, he yeah, is. I think the sure. lead candidate. He's interviewed for five jobs already. So of the open jobs, well, I think I would go to Jacksonville because they have all the cap and they have the number one pick, and I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a star. But the owners involved too much. He's he's come out and said that he's mm-hmm. making, or is that the owner's kid? Well, it's ownership. That wants to meddle in these decisions. Get the hell out of the way. Well, we've seen this um, in Dallas for the last quarter century. The Chargers have a really good quarterback who's only played one year, and they get and, and they've got some guys that were out a lot this year. But you're in the AFC West, and so is Drew Locke. Oh, I mean, uh, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. And Bieta be played for the Chargers. I wonder yes, if that he has. did. With Spanos, not a great ownership situation. Still. Does that matter? No. Well, if he's going to be involved, it does. But it doesn't seem like he is. I don't he's, think he is. He's either. pretty hands off. Yeah, I think he's. Where would you go? I think it would be the Chargers. Uh huh. I I think that's the best situation. Yeah. Texans. Your new GM just got a six year deal, so he's going to be there for a while. Don't have a first round draft pick this year. Oh, that's a good point. Forgot all about Bill that. Bill O'Brien yeah, completely the Dolphins have that. Oh, my screwed gosh. that organization. Yeah, don't, they did. Don't have Hopkins. That was for Tunsil, right? Yeah, I think it was. Um, completely, yeah. But you have Watson. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good building block. Yeah, it is. He's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would go to, not the Jets. No, no thanks. No thanks. Um, I would go to L.A. L.A. to the I, Chargers. I think that's the Justin one that makes Herbert. the most sense. Justin Herbert's going to be a star. Mm-hmm. Already is. Where Trevor Lawrence, we think, is going to be a star. Yeah, but doesn't he seem like he can't miss? It does. I mean, he's he's not. Uh, um, what's he get? Jamarcus Russell. Is there a is there a guy that you thought was can't miss that missed? Oh, I'm sure there was. There has to have been. Um, quarterback wise, mm-hmm. Ryan Leaf. You thought he was a can't I, miss. I yeah. wasn't didn't think he was Peyton Manning, but I thought you know what, I liked you him more the, than Peyton. I missed on you? that one. Yeah. I I like I thought he was going to be how stupid is that a better NFL quarterback? No, I mean, you know what he's become. I was in high school at the time, so of course I wasn't right. the fully formed adult that doesn't miss anything anymore. That he's I become am now. quite an adult. Right? He, he has. has. 
That's he has story. turned his life around. That is a great story uh, from where he was and to what he is now. Um, yeah, Ryan Leaf probably would be that guy. I never thought Russell coming out of LSU was going to be the... RG3, but he was so small. I never loved him, Trent. I saw him walk. He walked by us at Big uh, Pearl and I were at, uh, in Dallas for Big 12 mm-hmm. media days. He walked by and I think he's going to get killed. See, and you know, Russ walked season. by us a lot too that day looking for a job and um, was hanging out there. And I don't remember what her last name was. Her current last name is Ponder, Sam Ponder. Oh, really? Samantha Ponder was yeah. down there a lot. I, I, I think she hadn't started her, obviously, her ESPN career. Mm-hmm. But I remember RG3 and Sam Ponder just, uh, you know. Uh, Hanging out. And we interviewed, this is crazy, um, Tommy Tuberville, live on the air for like 10 minutes as the Texas Tech head coach. Yeah. He, he sat down in front and it was it was fun. It was fun. And we, Stoops was terrific. Stoops appreciated that we, Pralt and I were prepared to speak with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, as he was coaching Oklahoma. He, he had his kind of his own room. And um, you know, it was kind of the end of the day. And he, he really didn't want to do it, you right. could tell. But at the end of it, I think he... Uh, yeah, those media days were fun. Media days Are were we going to get back to one this summer? I sure hope so, Trent. I really and truly do. I hope it's in Chicago. I love going to Big Ten media days. Coinciding with the Cubs game, yeah, you and me can great. hang out in the bleachers. Looks, it works out great those days. I love. I'll buy an old style. Okay, say. okay, and it's drivable. Right, you know, it's drivable. All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back. Wade, looking, Bill will join us. We'll get into the Hawks on the hardwood where they are tonight at six, uh, and then we'll talk to Chris Andrews from the South Point. Little. Sports wagering intel with Chris Andrews at 1125 on 1460 KXNO and 101.9.